Hi, I'm David Ireland, the Wildlife Man. Welcome to the Wildlife Man podcast. Now I'll be telling stories about my life of adventure. How I began as a sickly weak child and was bullied and bashed. How I was rescued and trained physically and mentally by a circus strongman. How I became a wildlife film producer filming and working with a huge diversity of animal life around the world. Everything from sharks and crocodiles, deadly snakes, lions, leopards and hippo, and humpback whales. So welcome to the Wildlife Man podcast because every week I will tell a new story and I will entertain you. Hi, I'm David Ireland, the Wildlife Man. Now, today's story is about a scene I did for my film, Crocodile Man, that was released worldwide on Discovery Channel in 1990. I was actually working in the most horrific place I have ever filmed in my life. It was called The Blood Drain. And my goal at the time was to film a huge saltwater crocodile that was a man-eater. And I almost lost my life. So let's get down to the story. Back in 1987, we started the filming of Crocodile Man. And we used an aluminium cage. And we had it in an outback river in Western Australia in the Kimberley. It was called the Drysdale. And I'd go out in the morning and I would shoot feral scrub bulls with a rifle and we would use the legs off these huge beasts as bait for the crocodiles. But we weren't having much success in the Drysdale River. We were attracting crocodiles, but not the monster crocodile I wanted for the film. We went to a place called Wyndham, which is a coastal town on Cambridge Gulf in Western Australia. We went there to get supplies for our camp. And we stayed in an old pub, the Wyndham Pub. Now, there had been a lot of publicity about my film, Crocodile Man. So when I walked into that pub, a lot of people knew me. And the bartender said to me, you're up here filming crocs. That old guy sitting over there in the corner was a crocodile hunter. He used to shoot crocodiles for their skins. And he knows more about crocodiles than anyone in the Kimberley. Why don't you have a talk to him? So I bought him a beer and sat down and I talked to Max, a crocodile hunter. And I told him how we were there filming crocodiles. And my goal was to try and film the largest crocodile I could possibly find. So he told me the story about Fergus, a monster crocodile that had taken the lives of people around Wyndham, that had taken the lives of people around the blood drain. Now, the blood drain was a horrific place. 
At Wyndham, they had the old abattoir, the meatworks. And this meatworks opened up in 1919 and had been going for many, many years. <clears throat> and it used to slaughter cattle from the Kimberley Plateau. Thousands of head of cattle. And the meat was then exported out to the world. Now, the Wyndham Meatworks was a horrible place because I went down and had a look at that place the next day and it was a series of old buildings. The Meatworks had closed two years before I got there. A series of old concrete buildings with wrought iron roofs, rusty old steel roofs. And the day I went down there and the wind was blowing pretty hard and they were shaking and rattling and making horrible noises. And we walked in there with my film crew. And it was a series of the concrete buildings and the steel roofs. And running all the way down the concrete floor was a groove about this wide, about that deep. And there were steel cables running the length of the building with big hooks. What they did when they slaughtered cattle They'd hang them up on those hooks and it would move the carcass along. And guys would slaughter and cut off the meat. And all the blood and muck would drain into this concrete groove. And they would hose it down at the end of the day. And it would all wash down to a large pipe. And that pipe led outside the building into a creek, a creek in the mangrove swamp, a mangrove swamp that lined the banks of the massive Cambridge Gulf. Now all that blood that poured into that creek, when the huge tides came in and flooded the creek, the creek known as the blood drain, all sorts of creatures came to feed, barramundi and fish and giant groper and of course crocodiles. Now over all the years, when the meat workers had their time off or their smoko, they loved to sit out on the old concrete veranda and watch the blood drain. And when the tide came in, they could see so much action. But also, some people used to get drunk in the old pub and were crazy enough to go swimming near the blood drain. And the legend had it that this huge crocodile they called Fergus would come in and he was the man-eater. Now Max told me all these stories about this huge croc. And he said, David, if you bait up that blood drain, you've got a chance of filming a huge crocodile, a man-eating crocodile, Fergus. So we ended up putting my cage, my filming cage, in the blood drain. We drove star pickets into the mud, deep into the mud. And we had the cage high enough up the creek so that when the 10 metre, 30 foot tides flooded the creek, it wouldn't drown me. It came up to about a foot below the roof or the ceiling of the cage. Enough room for me to breathe. We attached lights to the cage. It was some 20 metres out from the bank. We had a generator putting lights on the cage from the shore. And we put 
cameras in the cage, Bolex cameras. And the concept was we'd bait it up. So we shot feral scrub bulls again. And we stocked Max, his kitchen, his fridge, his freezer with meat. And Max said, leave the cage. Go home, back to Sydney. It's going to take months before Fergus, the huge crocodile, gets used to that cage. And I'll call you when I see him feeding. And he'll feed at night, and only at night. So I went back to Sydney. It was some two months later I got a call from Max, the old crocodile hunter. He said, David, I was down at the cage the other night and I saw Fergus rip a scrub ball leg off the cage. You've got to get up here, mate. So I came with a film crew. And the first thing I noticed with the cage was that when the tide came in, it tended to want to float. It would go up and down on those star pickets because the staunchions or the support aluminium that held the mesh was hollow and it was floating the cage. So we drilled heaps and heaps of holes in that cage in the actual supports between the mesh and that caused all sorts of problems. Sure, it stopped the cage from floating, but in no time, mangrove swamp spiders as big as your hands took up residence in the supports of the cage. Now, I work with all sorts of different animals, but I don't get along that well with spiders. Anyway, we baited the cage, and I walked out in knee-deep mud, and I crawled into the cage for the first time just before dark. The temperature was horrific. It was around 48 degrees, so hot. But Cambridge Gulf, the water was quite cold. So as the tide started coming in, my body was having huge problems with temperature. I had cold water coming up my legs as the tide flooded the cage, but the air temperature was 48. So my body didn't quite know what to do. As it started to get dark, we had the lights on. My cameras are filming me and I've got a Bolex camera in my hand and we've got a film crew some 20, 30 yards away filming from the bank. But as the tide rose, it pushed the mangrove spiders up out of the supports and onto the surface around my face. As the night progressed, the mosquitoes come and they're biting my face and my neck and they're all around my ears and it is such a horrible place. And the smell in that creek, the blood drain, from 70 odd years of, of blood soaking the, the mud and the mangroves, the smell in that place was horrific. Also, the rotting carcass or the baits hanging off my cage were not making it any better. The first night, about 11 o'clock, the croc started coming. Not bad, maybe two metres, two and a half metre crocs. And they 
they almost lined up like taxis taking their turn to come in. And they'd rip the, the baits off the cage and thrash around. And I was getting good footage, but they weren't the big monster I wanted. I wanted Fergus. Night after night, I was in that cage, all night. The mosquitoes, they were ripping into me. And I got dengue fever. And I started to get double pneumonia and getting very, very sick. And each night, crocs came, but not Fergus. Night after night. One night, a sea snake, an olive sea snake, came into the cage. I'm normally pretty good with snakes, but this snake was panicking. When it got inside the cage, it was panicking because it couldn't get out. Olive sea snake have got horrific venom. I've got a Bowie knife attached to my chest, strapped on my chest to cut ropes. If a big croc grabbed onto one of the baits and he's fighting the rope, he could possibly pull my cage over and I would drown. I'd have to get out of the cage. And what chance would I have of getting to the shore with all these crocodiles around me? So I used the knife if I had to. I was going to use the knife to slash those ropes. What I did do was I swiped at that big snake, literally cut it in half. I didn't get any more snakes in the cage. By the fifth night, I was getting so sick. Coughing, pneumonia, dengue fever, and not getting what I wanted. I'd get in the cage just before dark. I had to wait for the tide to totally recede before I could get out of the cage in the morning. I didn't want a crocodile waiting for me in the mud. I'd get out, I'd go back to the old pub, the hotel, and try and sleep during the day. No air conditioning. 45, 46, 48 degree temperatures. Sweating, very, very sick, and not getting what I wanted. And then on the 11th night, and there were quite a few crocs around the cage, around two metres. And then all of a sudden, they scattered. They just panicked and just scattered into the mangroves in all directions. One of them even went up onto the bank. I'm like, what's going on? And then I could see two gold eyes coming down the blood drain towards the cage. I thought it was two crocodiles because the eyes were too far apart and they were gold in colour in the lights. Then I realised it was one crocodile. It was Fergus, a living dinosaur. An animal that is the most dangerous and feared carnivore on the planet. An animal that's got massive power in its jaws. Has got incredible nighttime vision. Wonderful sense of smell. Can even pick up the vibration of the lapping tongue of a wallaby 20 yards away. This animal is unbelievably frightening. And it's coming to my cage. I can... Hardly put into words what it felt like 
to look at this creature through the mesh one foot away, looking at me. It didn't want the bait, it wanted me. A few times it banged its head against the cage and the whole cage shook. It even ripped part of the mesh off the cage underwater. I thought he was going to get in that cage. Eventually, he opened his jaws, his huge teeth, and took the bait. And we filmed it, this massive crocodile, a man-eater. A crocodile that had been responsible for killing men. We had the footage. I don't remember much more after that. I was in the cage maybe four or five hours before the tide went out the next morning. And I climbed out. And there was the impression of this huge crocodile in the mud. We measured it. It was 18 feet. Can you imagine that? 18 feet. 18 feet long. God knows what it weighed. That night I didn't sleep well. I was so sick. We had a chance to fly out and get me back to Sydney. I needed some medical help. I needed antibiotics and Ventolin and whatever. I was so sick. I just wanted to go. But I had to get the cameras out of the cage. We went down to the cage, down to the blood drain. And there was the cage out there in the mud. But there was still maybe a one and a half feet of water around the cage. And I stupidly waded out. I wanted to get the Bolex cameras out and get on a plane and go home. Fergus was waiting for me. When I got to the cage, one of the crew members saw something move, the movement behind me and screamed. And I jumped, I leapt onto the top of the cage, pulled myself up, cutting my arms on the mesh and that crocodile launched itself at me. Its jaws slammed right behind my back and the smell of its breath was absolutely putrid and I fell into the cage in absolute disbelief and there it was looking at me. I'd got away and it slithered off into Cambridge Gulf. That crocodile visited my nighttime dreams for years. But that scene was one of the main scenes in Crocodile Man. And the film played on Discovery Channel in America and Canada, on major networks worldwide, in some cinemas for over a year. It launched my career. But I will never forget Fergus the man-eating crocodile, and the blood drain. Now guys, if you like my stories, make sure you subscribe and you like, because then you'll get notification every time I tell a story.